When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast starting a petition to retroactively make the song Flagpole Sitta a gay anthem. <sighs> oh my god come sit on this flagpole yeah yeah uh been around the world and found that only stupid people are breeding i love that song yeah, it's um, the breeders <laughs> and there's like they talk about piercing your tongue and i'm going to hell yeah it, it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of gay yeah. things in there although i don't want to publish zines um <laughs> i'm mike johnson i'm kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and hey kyle hey mike add that one to the spotify <laughs> you had that one to the spot. <laughs> um, hi, we're here. We're in person. Yeah, again. Wow, it's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the studio. In the studio, you got new hardwood floors. Yeah, that's that weird. are unrelated to the studio, but um, yeah, yeah. But if if anybody hears, if you can hear the hardwood floors, and I know that's a weird thing to say, but you might be able to hmm. let us know so we can sound treat it better in here. <laughs> um, yeah. Today we're going to talk about coffee. We're going to talk about coffee. Um. But first, but first, uh, feedback and corrections. So I did want to briefly touch on the backfire effect, and there was kind of a lot that oh. people said about backfire effect. Mostly, it was in the like, if you think Republicans hate facts and information, maybe you're the problem. Kind of feedback, mm. or that, that like maybe maybe I'm making a partisan decision based on limited information and data. So um, I want to be I want to be clear about a couple of things that people wrote in about. First, that study was in 2008, and there have been lots of studies that have happened since then, and uh, not all of them have successfully replicated the effect. Second, uh, there is ongoing research in this in this area, and they have found that it has a limited impact it um it really depends on the questions and how they were worded and um but one one a, a, a couple of things in, in case people misunderstood me i think i said it but maybe not clearly enough that liberals don't change their minds mm-hmm. either when presented with new or contradictory information that was it's not part of the effect is not limited to Republicans. It's the whole spectrum. Um, but what is unique to conservatives is that you present contradictory information and they believe it more. Yeah. This, this tendency to have a negative impact when it comes to credibility, that expertise has a negative impact on, on, on beliefs. Um, and that, at least at the time, right? Uh, I found a, a, an, a um, an interview with Reifler, who was one of the authors of the original study, and he said, "Second, we oh, he also addresses the fact that people said, well, you only asked about weapons of mass destruction. No, they asked about liberal things too.' Hmm. Um, anyway, he says in this interview, quote, second, we also tested liberal misconceptions, and we also find that corrections are ineffective. That is, a correction of a liberal misperception does not bring liberals any closer to the truth." The difference is that we have yet to see a backfire effect among liberals. Our research continues in that area to see what we can find. 
If you have suggestions for good liberal misperceptions, please feel free to share. This is one area where we actively seek input from people with political preferences different than our own. It's this, it's the backfire effect got, as near as I can tell, used to label the whole thing. But to them, the backfire effect is this uh, misconceptions making you believe it more Mm -hmm. part of it. So anyway, confirmation bias is not the same thing as the backfire effect. Everyone, regardless of political stripe, is subject to confirmation bias. And fuck Republicans, I hate them. <laughs> but it's <laughs> great. That was a nice way to wrap up that little <laughs> correction. Um, but it sounds like backfire effect has only been proven in this study, not not replicated enough to confirm 100%. It's, it's a thing. Right. That's true. Absolutely. Yep. Got it. Um. Yeah, next, uh, it's the news. Time for the news. It's the news. Here's Here comes the theme song. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. That we totally just heard, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Believe you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if you are interested in hearing more about the news theme song, hear the entries, hear our in-depth analysis of each one and how we arrived at the conclusion that we arrived at, there is a shrinkage that should be out soon uh, covering that. Yeah. Okay, great. News the first? Yeah, let's do it. Neat. Uh, so this is actually kind of a continuing story. I talked about the Arkansas legislature and they were they enacted a trans youth treatment ban and that weird requirement that teachers at schools out trans kids to their parents. Um, they they should like on schools have it you know like there's safe space signs they should have the opposite of that like not a safe space <laughs> sign like warning this is not a safe space for you like that no smoking sign around the yeah, trans yeah, flag safe, that would be <laughs> yes safe space crossed out oh god well um, last week Arkansas lawmakers um, they they passed it they signed it they sent it to the governor's desk and he vetoed it so. Uh, the governor of Arkansas said, nope, um, Asa Hutchinson is his name. Governor Hutchinson vetoed it, and um, that was following pleas from pediatricians, social workers, the parents of trans youth who said the measure would harm a community already at risk for depression and suicide. The ban was opposed by several medical and child welfare groups, including the American Academy of Pediatrics. Um, and then uh, the legislature overrode his veto, and it's still the law. It's it's the law and it's going into effect now. Oh, I'm going to shit on Arkansas a whole bunch right now. Are you ready for Open this? Open up your butts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a little rock I'm putting in there. It's going to be a big <laughs> rock right up your asshole, Arkansas. Here's the thing. The Arkansas Constitution is fucked. Why? Because it only requires a simple majority in both houses to pass new legislation. And then the governor can veto it. It only takes a simple majority to override the governor's veto. So why even fucking have it, you dickbag weirdos? Yeah, that's a very odd. <laughs> There's no check or balance there. No. Like the, the, the governor is just a rubber stamp, like had no power. If a bill makes it to his desk, they already have the votes to undo his veto. So why even fucking bother? Weird. What backwards ass democracy horseshit is this, Arkansas? It's America. America. Yeah. Anyway, I was very disappointed to learn that Arkansas, maybe I wasn't. No, it mostly just checked out. I mean, still disappointed, but not maybe not surprised or something, anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Apparently there, yeah, their governor has no power whatsoever. So like yeah. at first I, I was mostly really disappointed because I saw like, oh, he's vetoing it. That's amazing. Yeah, I was excited for a hot second. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Purely symbolic. Yeah. Fuck that place. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Arkansas. Love you. <laughs> the override passed by a different number, I think. Weird. So the veto swayed someone? Yeah, but it was just like a couple of people. Oh. The House voted 72 to 25 in favor. The Senate 25 to 8. So it was pretty overwhelming anyway. Even if they had a reasonable normal state veto override process that still would have probably cleared it. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, that's Arkansas and their fuckery. Yeah, don't withhold required health care to children. It's like a good just kind of blanket rule. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, next. Great. Um, so this scares the fuck out of me. So James v- Vasey, 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 James V-A-S-E-Y from Redcar, which is a city in England in the UK, was sentenced to 32 months behind bars after pleading guilty to two counts of blackmailing two men he met on Grinder. The 24-year-old demanded the two men give him cash to keep their sexuality a secret. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh he he targeted pensioners, which I think that's just Brit British talk for old dude. Oh, okay. Um it, it just means people that are on government pension and typically that means old people. But uh yeah, any anyway, he apparently he pocketed more than 10,000 pounds fuck threatening to reveal these two men. That men's seems like a lot, but I have no idea how much that's worth. Yeah, that's like that's like at least ten thousand dollars. I was gonna say at least fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think. Wow! Did he target headless uh, profiles that said DL in them? And I yeah, it's it's a it's a great question. Then you ask for face pics, and then that's actually pretty smart racket. Well, other than it being horrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, when I was on the DL, they didn't have apps. But if they did, they sure well they, they sure had manhunt and dudes mm-hmm. nude. Um, gay.com. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, gay.com. And I mean, that was like the biggest fear paranoid scenario I could think of. Yeah. Was talking to somebody, not even meeting up with them, just like talking in a sexual way with dudes and then like somehow my wife finding out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like crazy. And yeah. it didn't say anything about the victims and their family situation or in any like what the risks are it might just be like being from a different generation the idea of being out yeah. or outed you know was was um too much to handle uh it, it's it's interesting so let's see oh it one of the guys was only 120 pounds the other guy it was 9950 pounds in total that he got out of him He's, um he needs to lose some weight <laughs> <laughs> he did it was in money <laughs> uh his wallet got lighter uh he said the victim initially agreed to give vasey some money to help him out and then uh vasey contacted victim a in the run-up to christmas asking for more money and the victim said no he said vasey texted the victim on christmas day saying quote i think it's time people found out what you are like Merry fucking Christmas, yeah. asshole. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said that you will have to pay me at least 100 pounds or I will be speaking to your family. And uh, the victim said he would give the man 150 pounds if he never heard from him again. 
He gave Vesey that money, but then Vesey contacted him again later saying he was unhappy about the way that he was spoken to. Um, kept pressuring him for money. He eventually took out a loan and transferred him 8,000 pounds. Holy shit. Uh, taking the total amount paid up to 9,950 pounds. And he only called the police after he demanded another 10,000 pounds from him. So Damn. there was this Isn't big... is this the honeypot? Like once you start, like there's no, you can, if you, even if you give in to another one, like what's to get them back? Like what's going to stop them from coming back and requesting more yeah absolutely absolutely if you're being blackmailed everybody you get that tape from them like get those <laughs> get those photos so you can rip them up that's not how it works anymore everything's digital mm-hmm. it, like the internet it's is forever there. yeah like, that's yeah. horrifying that's uh, that's to to use someone's both orientation and the fact that they are not out against them in that way is like yeah. it's so disgusting and and like to be in that position you're already horrified every moment like you're worried every moment that you're going to do something wrong i saw a meme on reddit the other day that was like you know when you're a closeted kid and your mom says we need to talk and you're like panic stricken Mm -hmm. now like everything is like like this is the worst case scenario that you can well there's worse but you know like quick aside every single millennial i know is deeply horrified and terrified by the phrase we need to talk <laughs> way more than anybody older like H- haven't i told you not to say that to me because when you do my heart drops and i'm like what did i fuck up yeah. and like uh, like and then you're like it, it's it's the same as my parents texting me like hey like can i call you or something and i'm like oh god you yeah. know it's yes don't say that to me there are many ways in which we have totally fucked millennials and zoomers up and this is definitely one of them. The phrase <laughs> we need to talk has been ruined for a whole generation. Oh, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Enough about, enough about grinder extortion. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay, God>. right. <laughs> uh, last but not least, this time I saved the fun one for last. Oh, Kyle. good. Yay. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so <clears throat> what's the funniest way to, to throw this out there? So, Pete Buttigieg, uh, towards the end of the week last week, he's, oh. <laughs> he's the current Secretary of Transportation for for the United States, and uh, he said he wants to restore cruising by summer. <laughs> and <laughs> being that he's a homosexual, people of course ran with the other kind of cruising. Did he actually say say it in that way, or did people say that he said it in that way to make it? Here's what he said. Okay. Quote, look, I'm the Secretary of Transportation. I can't wait for us to be on the move as much as possible in a safe and responsible way, but it has to be safe and responsible. Airlines and airplanes have one safety protocol. Cruise ships have another. Vehicles have another. Each one needs to be treated based on what's safer for that sector. I care a lot about seeing the cruise sector thrive. And I know that the CDC is hopeful that a lot of these operators will be in an opportunity to be sailing by midsummer and laying out these specific gates that they need to get through. It is it's, it's a very important step toward that. He didn't actually say the word cruising in his answer. That's what I assumed that that people phrased it in te- intentionally like yeah. that. Yeah, I care a lot about seeing the cruise sector thrive. Mm-hmm. Why, why does that sound even more sexual to me? <laughs> <laughs> uh gay twitter was hilarious uh, at the batsby said y'all really had no gays to run this copy by <laughs> um 
at Casey Plett said, I take one nap and Pete Buttigieg is talking about cruising. What is going on? <laughs> and um, then in my favorite tit for tat on Twitter, uh, at Pop Lock Drop It said, where does Pete recommend? And then uh, Dr. Woman Hatton said, Pacific Rim. <laughs> um yeah and and then uh, somebody uh at not underscore mice said i don't even think pete knows what cruising is i definitely saw people say that man has never cruised in his life i'm curious maybe if... either kind he's from indiana <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious if he uh would actually given the whole like stripper pole the thing that happened when he was campaigning, I kind of doubt he would actually respond to or talk about cruising. Right. Like I doubt he would res- actually respond to this kind of thing. Yeah. Now, has Cheston weighed in? <gasps> I don't know, but I sure hope so soon. I mean, that would be, yeah. <laughs> he could cruise me anytime. Okay. <laughs> that's all that's the news. That's the news. Yep. Are you ready to talk about coffee? Sure, let's talk about coffee. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Shit, sorry. What? I forgot. Patreon. Okay, yeah. Okay. Speaking of cruising, I thought maybe we were out of people. No, okay. no, we will be soon. <laughs> Actually, this is the uh, last of the, the folks I have for right now. Um, so uh, I want to cruise the following people. Thank Great. you to Nick Sorg, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to Patrick Martin, mm-hmm. and to Eric Stevens Kukendall. Oh, great. Patrick so, Martin's going to be very sad. Why? He specifically requested you fuck his name up. Pot- oh sorry <laughs> i fucked up fucking up his name yeah, That's, right. isn't, it, yeah, isn't that kind of better. perfect <laughs> i'm sorry patrick um so if you want to join and give us more people's names to say on the next episode yeah. uh go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast do it also mm-hmm. we're talking about uh coffee because oh. our gap bridgers uh have a monthly vote where they get to decide which uh we uh put down a few upside ideas you mean dan i'll contribute one and then they've we don't tell you who contributed what and then y'all vote on it and this time y'all voted on coffee i will finally reveal that the uh the person who submitted coffee was dan yeah so dan is it's three to two i believe dan still oh for five which is my goal i'm winning i am winning i was so so, i think we don't well i'll just say um i'm so surprised people didn't vote milk Mm. and we were talking yesterday and i was like because milk sounds like cum and you're like oh yeah and also harvey milk like oh right 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 right. a little of both so i don't know yeah but coffee is a very good gay uh, stereotype that um i'm only gonna talk iced coffee i don't know what you have planned but i i just i just assumed coffee means iced coffee to me yeah okay yeah Uh, i did i did i did see and almost bring um i didn't but we're going to talk about it anyway, I guess. Uh, uh, somebody on Yahoo, uh, Yahoo Questions, Yahoo Answers, um, said, is tea just gay coffee? <laughs> it's pretty great because we had both on the list. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I also thought there was... Anyway, um, Yahoo Answers, shit's yeah. shutting down. Yeah. It's going to be over soon. Boy, what will the what will the McElroy brothers do for content? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. If their podcast ends, we can swoop into their place. Yeah, we're just knocking on their door. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? Um, I mean, I'm happy to go first. Okay, I've got I've got some history. Are you going to tell me the history of stuff? coffee? Do I have to be here for that? Because that sounds kind of boring. I mean, just coffee's been around for a long time, and it it like since like 
the sixth century or some shit or the ninth century. One of those. Just like games. Just like games. Well, I think we've been around longer than coffee, but. Um, we have? Yeah. yeah. Ha. Uh, but, but yeah, so so coffee. Coffee has been around for a really long time, but not like prehistoric Neanderthal times. It was all, you know, after AD or whatever, not, not BC. Um, but then so I was looking through and thinking about like, what are historical gays and what did they think about coffee? Like, are there <laughs> any just like coffee drinking moes from oh. the past that would be a good go-to? So I found a couple and I'm just going to share you some, some stuff about them and their life. Okay. So uh, apparently Ludwig von Beethoven, the <gasps> composer... Uh, has a lot of gay rumors. And this is in that space of like, you, you know, it's not okay to say that somebody was gay in the past if they didn't say that they were gay. Yeah. But like, but is it? Yeah. Like maybe we can, anyway. So uh, he never had a sexual relationship with a woman as far as we can tell, but also clearly pined for a number of men in his life. There are a bunch of, of, of letters, uh, a couple of which are maybe going to be on Have a Nice Gay for, for the Love Letters uh, episode. But uh, he... he uh, he had a thing for his brother, Casper, which, you know, that happens. Uh, after Casper's death, he fought his sister-in-law to become the guardian of his nephew, Carl. Um, oh, wait, is that the evidence that he had a thing for his brother? Because that could just be, like, familial. No, there's... Okay. There's, there's more. There's, there's uh, like, there's some, some written record of <gasps> his feelings for his brother, Casper. Um... And his nephew, Carl. Apparently, uh, so Carl ended up moving in and uh, to Ludwig, it seemed almost like a marriage, but the love may not always have been reciprocated. Many preserved letters show that the composer was angry when Carl would bring other men home. Huh. So his nephew might have been gay too, and it pissed off Uncle Ludwig when he would bring boys home. Anyway, yeah, Beethoven, the composer. I didn't know, I didn't know he started FamilyDick.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. Yeah, Beethoven, the composer, not the dog, uh, is <laughs> as like arguably a mo. Anyway, apparently he had a quirk when it came to coffee that he specifically required exactly sixty beans per cup. So he would count out sixty beans, grind them, and make his coffee, and just like. He's a weird dude. He puts the dick in meticulous. <laughs> I think I think counting out exactly sixty beans is weirder than banging your nephew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you have a right to have whatever wrong opinion you want. I mean, that's gay. That's gayer to me because wanting like I don't think incest should be gay. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What do you What are you gonna do? Uh, mo- moving on. So another one. Yeah. Uh, the philosopher Voltaire, mm-hmm. uh, not gay, but it, it is in the straight but not narrow zone. Okay. Yeah. So it's really uh, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, so he was Francois Marie Arouet. I can't do my French right now. Um, but he was born in Paris. He was the son of a notary. He is a famous philosopher. He was imprisoned in the Bastille. But uh, allegedly, a friend persuaded him to try sex with him. And Vol- try sex with him? Yeah. So a male friend said, let's try some sex. Huh. And Voltaire accepted. And 
apparently when the friend asked him about trying gay sex a second time, Voltaire is said to have remarked, quote, once a philosopher, twice a sodomite. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he was like, like, it, like a fool me once kind of a situation. Yeah. But it's like, you can, you can, you can bang a dude once and be a philosopher, bang him twice, be gay. I like the idea that like <laughs> the philosopher part of him was like, oh yeah, <laughs> what what is the sound of a penis inside you i can only know through experience i'm gonna instead of calling someone gay i'm just gonna call them a philosopher <laughs> <laughs> great uh, chris catchatorians will love that um <laughs> uh, voltaire is also thought to have had a love-hate relationship with frederick the great according to roger Perfite, Perfite. Roger, according to Roger, he has proof that Frederick II of Prussia sodomized Voltaire and that it wasn't a rape because the philosopher was game. But some critics refute uh, refute that story. Um, It is known, however, that Voltaire uh, frequented and was close friends with many homosexuals during his life and wrote that sodomy, when not accompanied by violence, should not be illegal. So in the 18th century, he was advocating for legalization of gay. Wow. He's just riding dicks not into it, just like <laughs> writing his letters, like yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, so his his association with coffee. Apparently, he was a coffee fiend. Uh, uh, he his diaries suggest that he drank between forty and fifty cups per day of coffee. Just always had a cup of coffee. Like just drank that instead of water. He was a fucking coffee hound. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> that's like, is his heart okay? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. What, what happens to your like system after yeah. after that much? Damn. Um in Patreon I'll be talking about some of the things that can happen when you ingest too much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> ingest? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you say that specifically because it might not be mouthily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also also you're kind of a purple color and glowing i don't know if that's like <laughs> and floating above your chair a little bit it's very weird <laughs> uh okay last but not least um i wanted to talk to you about gertrude stein gertrude stein author big lesbo what everything okay oh. for some reason the thing that popped into my head when you said Gertrude Stein is, I know that bitch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just think of Parks and Rec where uh, she, uh, one of the girls in like Leslie Nope's class goes, I made a Gertrude Stein. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I didn't realize until like looking up famous homos from history that liked coffee that, that Gertrude Stein was such an out lesbian. Like, yeah. I, I, I just. There's a rhyme to remember it. Gertrude Stein loves the loves it in her line. Nope, I don't know. I thought I would come up with something as I was talking. Oh no! Oh god! Gertrude doesn't want it to protrude because she doesn't like penises. In me now, nah, keep going. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about me. Okay. Um. <laughs> Okay, Gertrude Stein, uh, she was an American novelist, poet, playwright, art collector, um, born in, in... Gertrude Stein loves the Jine. Got it. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> well done. Okay. You got there. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, she was born in 1874. She passed away in 1946, and she spent a 
great deal of her life with her partner, Alice Babette Toklas. T-O-K-L-A-S. Yeah. Hard time with names today. Yeah. Uh, they met in 1907 on Toklas's first day in Paris at Sarah and Michael Stein's apartment. Um, I Oh, God. I'll save this for Have a Nice Gay. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so they, they, were, they were together for like more than 40 years. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's really, it's really interesting. Uh, in, in, in at the, like from the turn of the century to world war two to be full on lesbian and, and out. And I, I just, I, I, I think that's, it's really interesting. And, and a lot of her writing, um, I, I didn't realize the impact. I, there is a big gap in my queer knowledge that I have now exposed by just reading a little bit about Gertrude mm. Stein. And I'm, I'm super excited to like learn more yeah. about her um anyway she had a quote about coffee that i really that i really liked and then we can move on to non-history <laughs> um quote coffee is a lot more than just a drink it's something happening not as in hip but like an event a place to be but not like a location but like somewhere within yourself it gives you time but not actual hours or minutes but a chance to be like be yourself and have a second cup Gertrude Stein. Ta-da. Wow. Well, some gays would agree. So I'll, maybe I'll take you into the modern day. Yeah. Okay. Why is iced coffee a thing? I will tell you great. after I pee. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very tongue in vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um. So for those of you who don't know, iced coffee, especially recently, has become a stereotype. Gays like iced coffee. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when you started hearing that as a stereotype? I'm pretty sure I heard it from you. <laughs> you drink iced coffee. I do. Therefore, it's gay. <laughs> oh, I'm your source of gay stereotypes? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, so I, 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 don't, I don't actually think of it as a stereotype. Like, I legit think about it because of you mm. and then like prepping for this episode and seeing it all over the place like yeah. oh no kyle's not making it up okay go ahead <laughs> okay i usually say true things yeah. that's not true <laughs> um yeah no like it is a thing on the internet absolutely there are i, I tried to find actual research like actual data on this because i'm always curious like where did this come from why is this a thing there's no actual studies like do we actually drink uh, yeah. Ice coffee more than most people. Yeah. I first, it, it wasn't. We're, we're not studying trans people or bi people or HIV. Like we, we've got to be studying something. So I'm sure <laughs> drinking coffee is going to be. Like... I honestly, I'm surprised there wasn't already one. Um, so instead, I'm going to play for you from this is from an article called "Science Explains Why Gay Men Love Iced Coffee." Okay, great. <laughs> this is gay science. In today's episode, why do gay men like iced coffee? There are two components of an iced coffee that satisfy the biological traits of the gay man. First, the temperature. The cooler drink is preferred because gay bodies naturally run warmer. Gay men average 0.3 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than their straight counterparts. This is due to carrying the emotional stress of all their friends' real-life drama, knowing the details of their workplace drama, as well as the fictional drama of at least a dozen reality shows. The lower temperature also allows gay men to consume the coffee faster, which leads to our second point, caffeine. Caffeine has some significant effects specific to the gay male. It allows gay men to walk faster. Because gay men are, on average, late as fuck to things, walking faster allows them to be 10 minutes late instead of 15. It also provides a rush of endorphins that only gay people can achieve by passing slower straight people. 
While caffeine may give others palpitations, gay people actually wake up with palpitations every morning by simply knowing it's a new day. And caffeine is needed to reach homeostasis. Great. That is from the Instagram at Heartthrob Anderson, uh, who is annoyingly beautiful and apparently also funny. Um, So I thought I actually found an article that would tell me Mm. science clearly uh, not it, but I did. um, So I I tried to, I read several different articles because there are lots of articles um, on like internet culture kind of articles on like, why is this a thing? Where did this come from? Um, One of the, most like recent times mention of iced coffee and love Simon, which came out in 2018. Mm, uh, hey Kyle, hey I have not seen. Love oh, Simon. it was only mediocre and I still cried twice. Okay, great. <laughs> also Josh Jumal, give me a break. <laughs> Gayish. <No. laughs> um, uh, Simon hands, Simon, the titular Simon, mm-hmm. um, hands, he has, tits. He has <laughs> at least two. Great. <laughs> hands his friend an iced coffee and mentions iced coffee in like a monologue. Uh, the best article though I found was in GQ by Aleem Carriage uh, that came out in 2019 called why is iced coffee so gay? And actually it was, it was a really good article. It actually went into explaining others were like, Hey, here's these tweets or like, here's mm. this hot dude talking about iced coffee or whatever. This one actually like talked about it and gave it serious thought, which is why I liked it. Um, so it referred to the first, Ice coffee reference, gay ice coffee reference it could find was in a 2001 episode of Will and Grace, where oh. Jack uh, is like high on coffee because he has a crush that works at the coffee stands. And he specifically says iced coffee. He's holding like a Frappuccino, though. So I don't, mm. you know, I that's not really what at that time, maybe that was what iced coffee was. But um, he says he like gets free coffee from this guy every hour. Huge news! I have met... Are you ready for this, Mr. Wright? Well, Mr. Wright now, anyway. But um, bum Good night, folks. I'm here all week. Jack 2000! He works over at the Jump and Job. You know that coffee shop in 72nd, and his name is Paul, and he is cute with a capital Q. And the busier he gets, the hotter he gets, and the hotter he gets, the sweater he gets, and the sweater he gets... I forgot where I'm going with this, but the point is... Me like he and he like me, and the best part is Shazam! He gets me free iced coffee every time I go in, which is every hour on the hour. Thank you very much, and occasionally on the half hour. But at that, that, that... That actually like sparked in my mind, like Frappuccinos, like, like I'm, I'm starting to make the connection of Frappuccinos. Like that's just like fruity drinks at a bar. Like straight men can't drink that gay men can drink Frappuccinos because it's like more feminine and gay. And so I could start to find that connection between iced coffee and gay. You're making me wonder though, like on a platform as big as Will and Grace, how many gay stereotypes they invented? Like, like was it actually a thing or would somebody in the writer's room be like hey iced coffee seems pretty gay let's start that one and then (laughs) and then it happened well also this wasn't like it was just the situation they weren't trying to say all gays drink iced coffee that like that was not the point of that skit it kind of had nothing to do with with the coffee itself it was just his crush worked there and he got it like Mm -hmm. and and clearly i it's been only the past few years that the stereotype has grown Mm -hmm. on the internet so i don't know yeah i i don't know where it came from in recent times um is there any like i wonder if there's google trend like stuff you could look at to see when like like iced coffee gay, like when gay, those kind yeah. of searches there has to, yeah. yeah. Um, in, uh, there was a BuzzFeed article that was, you know, shitty BuzzFeed article about tweets, but the writer from BuzzFeed, Sam Stryker said for this, uh, GQ article, 
quote, I think the joke sort of originated as gays drinking iced coffee in the winter. Like gays will do ridiculous things. And there's something so counterculture about drinking an iced coffee during the winter. Hot coffee is so norm core. Like it's for dads and old people commuting on the train. What? <laughs> and it is like, that's part of the stereotype is gays drinking iced coffee any time of year, including the winter. Mm -hmm. That's like an inherent part of this stereotype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, is it like 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 white girls and pumpkin pumpkin spice lattes? Well, like, <laughs> there there was part of this that was like the I didn't write it down, but the uh, the customizable nature of iced coffee. You can get cold brew, which is far more caffeinated. You can get flavoring in it. You can get like there's just something kind of like all the very it said something. The article said something dumb like all the different <laughs> variations, just like in the LGBT rainbow or something stupid. But like, barf. Yeah, I know. Um. <laughs> I do think it's uh, as after reading this, after, I'll, I'll write down my rules for what, how something becomes a gay stereotype. I'm starting to invent my own rules for, okay. and, and so that's part of it. Counterculture mm. um, is part of it. Uh, also in this article, Dr. Justin Bengry, who uh, is, has an MA in queer history um, said, I find, I find it showing up in the late 19th and early 20th century in men's magazines they say what oh this is just in not about iced coffee this is in general oh. about kind of signaling things that make you gay I, was say, I, don't, I don't think they had a lot of ice in the late 19th century much less like <laughs> gays when was ice invented <laughs> next episode on gayish uh they would say what products real men won't use or what products are effeminate that just might be coded to signpost which ones to use our language are considered gay yeah. and then he compared it to the hanky code of you're using items to signal that you're gay and the source again things that are more effeminate are things that are more likely to be considered gay so articles that say this is what real men do then gay men again it's like counterculture want to rebel against that and do something that is more feminine yeah seeming as a signal to say like hey i'm super gay yeah 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 uh also it's lower in caffeine than um coffee uh it unless is? it's cold brew yeah hmm. according to this internet article um so that's partially like health benefits which gay men are more health conscious um, and also the fact that there's less caffeine that makes it more effeminate mm -hmm. <laughs> making care mm -hmm. um they also mentioned the straw part of it <laughs> oral fixation oral fixation is one mm -hmm. of them another uh uh, the person that wrote this article got uh, people sending in a lot of people apparently sent in to him over social media. I don't know if it's him, this person um, over social media uh, reasons. They think iced coffee is gay. And someone said about the straw quote, mink, you can make maintain eye contact on your phone. Some cute boys and homophobes wanting to attack you. <laughs> sure. so it's like you can keep your eyes up and alert. Um, Someone else said it's bougie, like having a coffee or having a straw is bougier. I, you okay. disagree? Yeah, I, I disagree. I think, I mean, it, they didn't say this, but I, I think that uh, you have a, a straw to avoid your teeth, to keep your teeth white. Mm. Like people do that even with hot coffee. So I think it's also like, hmm. you know, trying to, it's sort of repressed vanity or, or just pressed vanity pressed, yeah <laughs> deep outwardly pressed vanity hmm. yeah i associate okay the very important need for straws in the disabled community notwithstanding 
I associate straws with fast food with being low class. Hmm. And so that to say that that would be bougie is weird to me. See, I think of it as like I can't be bothered to move my drink all the way to my face, and I <laughs> like. It's lazy. Yeah. It's like the straw is like the peasant feeding you grapes. It's mm. like, mm. please bring the coffee directly to me. Okay. All right. Also, you all, there's like a um, a gift of this, but you always see the Kardashians drinking coffee. God, I hate them. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Good news. Once their uh, reality show Keeping Up with the Kardashians goes away, apparently Hulu was picking them up for a new reality show. So don't worry about that. God, and then I had to cancel Hulu. <laughs> um, so the, that's the the most, you know, I think we'll get out of why is iced coffee a gay stereotype. So I started, based on this, coming up with some rules about what and how something could become a stereotype. Yeah, sure. And I think it is, one, something that is outwardly visible. So it is something that other people can see. So you can signal to other people. So it has to be visible to other people. Okay. But innocuous enough that it is not like, you know, it's it's not like a like a picture tacked onto your forehead that's you fucking a dude. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it has yeah. to be something that oh, I could just be drinking an iced coffee, or I could yeah. just have this hanky in my back pocket, or I could just have this earring on this ear. Plausibly deniable. Yeah, plausibly deniable. Um. Something that is counterculture in some way, going against gender norms, going against other societal norms. He, in this case, they mentioned the the iced coffee in the winter, or it's more effeminate, so you're doing it. So something a little bit counterculture, um, and also something that doesn't. This is similar to the fact that it has to be a little bit innocuous. Something that doesn't necessarily have meaning in and of itself, but has give, been given meaning by the community. Sure. Yeah. Um, Doctor Ben Gray uh, said that. Things have to have be a shared experience. So um, something that is meaningful to the community. And so I don't think it's the iced coffee specifically that matters. It matters that we all find items that meet this thing so we can signal to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we even though we can be a little bit more open about it, we still find ways to signal to each other that we're gay. So we, I, I think we will continue to find things that we can use and... I I think it's irrelevant what the item is, but we will find things that the community then knows about. And Mm -hmm. I think there are, like you said, you didn't know about this. There are plenty of people that don't know that iced coffee is a gay stereotype. Just like there are plenty. You didn't know that walking fast was a gay stereotype until I told you, right? Right. So like there are all these things that like you kind of have to be on the in inside of my butt to to know about. (laughs) and and we like we need those items in order to signal to people we need to keep finding items to help signal to everyone that we're gay so i think we'll keep finding you know part of the the thing i was thinking is like well why do you need at some point some of these signals you don't need them as much anymore because you can be more open you can be on grinder you can be on grinder you can (laughs) spend ten thousand pounds to be on grinder um but you will always need to signal to people that we're gay. Like mm. I'm not walking around skipping. I should walk around and skip. I'm not, I don't have that confidence. Um, mm. you, you know, we need to do things to show other people like, yes, I'm gay. Please hit on me. <laughs> yeah. I'm down kind of thing. Yeah. And no matter how out we are, I think we'll always need those things. A t-shirt that says I'm gay hit on me. I'm down. <gasps> oh, and then you'd be like, is he really? Or is he just wearing that for... <laughs> Ironically. Oh, and another one that says, I'm straight and married, hit on me. 
uh, something else. Yeah, that one that one would work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, something about iced coffee in the wintertime got me thinking, isn't that a thing that like, maybe Dan can tell me, that like hot beverages, but especially coffee, because that's the most common one, is actually bad in the cold because all of the blood rushes to your stomach to help cool down the hot liquid you just put in and it takes the blood away from your extremities and actually makes you colder. Like, I don't know if that's true, but that sounds like it could be true. I'm, I'm sure that I have heard that. And so <coughs> I, maybe iced coffee, you know, is actually smart. Gays are smart. That's I'm trying to say gays are smart. Oh, okay. Huh? Okay. I didn't make that connection because <laughs> I'm not smart. <laughs> Um, next? Yeah. So, yeah, sure. If you, if you have, if you, if you have, it's a little more, yeah, get of a it. thing now. Uh, I found an article that basically said in reality, drinking a hot drink when you're cold is unlikely to raise your core body temperature. Even if it does, the change will be minimal. Never, nevertheless, the short term increase in temperature for your hands, mouth and stomach can feel comforting. It doesn't mention anything about it, like the effect on your, what, autonomic nervous system and causing blood flow to shift. Mm -hmm. I've heard that around, like, alcohol, like when people drink whiskey to warm up. It's Mm -hmm. like you're not making a good choice. You're closing down capillaries on your surface of your skin, et cetera. I think you're just, like, getting drunk, which makes you feel things less. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gayish. Okay, so so there was a... uh, I mean, it's, it's at a coffee shop. That's the coffee connection, but unfortunately, it doesn't have much to do with coffee. And I apologize don't for that. Tell, don't say that out loud. I'm sorry, you, are, I, you said coffee shop. It's connected. I, I, I just, I, I, it's on brand now, Kyle. I say the, I say the quiet part out loud now. <laughs> uh, so, so there's a, a coffee shop in Belltown here in downtown Seattle um, called Bedlam, and the owner is gay. And there was an incident where he kicked out a bunch of conservative Christians and the resulting controversy from that. I found an article in christianpost.com. Oh, wow. Talking about that incident. So I want to cover the, like how they saw it happening. Okay. So, uh, they, uh, Ben Borgman is the name of the, of the owner. And, uh, so here's the headline. Gay coffee shop owner kicks Christians out goes on vulgar rant about things he'd do to Jesus. <laughs> I love this so much already. <laughs> okay, great. Um, a gay coffee shop owner in Seattle, Washington, evicted a group of Christians from his cafe after he came to know that they had evangelized on the streets prior to coming to his shop for a coffee break. The owner also went on a vulgar rant against Jesus, which was caught on video. Mm-hmm. The Christians, who were affiliated with the pro-life group Abolish Human Abortion had been distributing gospel pamphlets and anti-abortion material in the city and decided to visit Bedlam Coffee for drinks. Sometime during their break, owner Ben Borgman confronted the group and shouted, You have to leave! Quote, We had nothing on us. We weren't distributing anything. One of the Christians, Katie Davis, was quoted as saying about the incident last week, We bought coffee and went upstairs. Borgman continued to demand that they leave and showed them a pamphlet he had found. None of us had dropped anything in the store, Davis said. This offends me, Borgman was quoted as saying to the Christians. Quote, so you're not willing to tolerate our presence? Another Christian, Jonathan Sutherland, asked. Borgman responded, quote, will you tolerate my my presence? Sutherland told him they would. The owner then said, quote, if I go get my boyfriend and beep him in the beep right here, you're going to tolerate that? 
what do you think the beeps were? <laughs> suck him in the dick? <laughs> yeah, I bet it was suck him in the dick. Quote, blow him in the alley. Well, we don't want to watch that, said another Christian, Caleb Head. His name is Caleb Head. <laughs> anyway. Quote, well, then I don't have to beep tolerate this. Leave, all of you. Tell all your beep friends, don't beep come here, Borgman said. While leaving, Davis told him, just know that Christ can save you from that lifestyle. Oh, God. I mean, God. Borgman replied, quote, I'm not going to be saved by anything. I'd beep Christ in the beep, okay? He's hot. (laughs) Suck him in the dick? Again? Um... Anyway, just, and then of course the association with, you know, if you're going to say that a gay baker has to cook or make cakes for gay weddings, then should this guy be forced to serve coffee to these Christians? And that's really the, like them trying to make, cast the Christians in the best possible light in this article and, and, and then all the, the beeps they put, they put parentheses expletive and <laughs> like they didn't actually print any of the quotes that he said for obvious reasons but does the article talk about the the gay baker case like what is the is the article arguing that they should have been allowed to be there and they're persecuted or something um so the christians said they do not wish any harm to come to the coffee shop owners however several christian owners are facing lawsuits from same-sex couples for refusing services to them because of their conscience Last month, Colorado baker Jack Phillips and Washington florist Baron L. Stutzman joined other Christian business owners at a religious liberty panel organized by the Heritage Foundation and revealed their major concerns, including death threats and potential loss of their life's work as they battle against lawsuits from same-sex couples. Gay couples have, quote, every right to live the way they believe, said Stutzman during the discussion, adding that Christian business owners are also asking for the same freedom. Uh, Those are like opposite things it, it, it's fitting that they want two opposite things of being able to persecute against gay people but not be persecuted themselves yep 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 uh stutzman who lost a course case a court who lost a court case earlier this year after she declined to provide flowers for a gay couple's wedding and has appealed to the u.s supreme court revealed that she stands in danger of losing her entire life savings if she loses her battle against robert ingersoll and kurt freed who sued her in 2013 sucks to suck she had been friends with the men and provided flower arrangements for them on other occasions, but didn't want to participate in their same-sex wedding ceremony. I talked about that. Yeah. Phillips recalled, quote, somebody called me one day, somebody called one day to say that he was on his way and he was going to come shoot me in the head. He lost a court case after he turned down a request for a wedding cake from a same-sex couple in 2012. Phillips said that his great concern was for his daughter and her four-year-old child, whom he called urging them to stay locked indoors until police took care of the situation. I'm confused. Who was going to shoot who in the head? That's uh, that's talking about the, the baker. So th- they, they the article ends with this florist, this awful shit happened to her. This baker, this awful shit happened to him. He's getting death threats, blah, blah, blah. Oh. But they didn't do a good job of writing the article. <laughs> so it occurs to me that in order to be internally consistent with my own stated values and beliefs, he should not have kicked them out and he should have served them coffee. If they weren't, if they truly weren't being disruptive, he was in the wrong. I agree, but I also find it hard to believe that it's interesting at the very end where they said, you know, Christ can save you from your life choices or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> that makes it hard for me to believe that they were doing 
And um, before that, we're passing out pamphlets. They were doing absolutely nothing. Then they just became completely a religious while they were there and yeah. like I, I i find that hard to believe yeah but you're right theoretically if they were people walking in trying to get served and they they just happen to be christian i don't think they should be able to be kicked out for that if he overhears them saying something like we can you know save these gay people or like saying something shitty like then they you're allowed to kick them out i think hmm. but um but otherwise, yeah, but yeah, I agree with you also. Yeah. But, but I still find it hard to believe. Yeah. Christians. I find it hard to believe also. And then I wonder if that's confirmation bias at work. Like, well, I mean also like, it's good to be skeptical of your sources and you're reading this from a Christian post article that is <laughs> naturally going to be skewed towards the Christian side of things. So I think it's fair to be skeptical in this case. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. But I, I mean, I totally believe that he said he was going to suck Jesus in the dick. So yeah, I yeah, I, I, there's a video. We should find the video. Oh, great! <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Bedlam Coffee Shop controversy. Um, well, let me tell you more about iced coffee. Tell me more about iced coffee, Kyle. Um, have you had an iced coffee today? No, I was. I like don't go into store. So I would have gotten one just to be, but I have not walked into a coffee shop in a year. Mm-hmm. So I want to read, I want to talk about the opposite side of things, the okay. kind of negative happenstance. That's not the word I mean. It just sounds big. The negative result or uh, uh, resultant of this kind of stereotype. Okay. Uh, so I found a few places. First, we'll start with Reddit. As many don't ask Reddit, ask Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, someone posted on Reddit two years ago, holding a nice coffee out in the snow Quote, according to BuzzFeed, this is what makes me gay. In response to the BuzzFeed article that was like, iced coffee, gay. Does anyone else not understand this stereotype? Stop personally attacking my love for iced coffee. S-M-H-H-H-H-H. And. He has four heads. Maybe it's, maybe he was shaking it so vigorously (laughs) that it appeared to be four. (laughs) Like a, like a blur of heads. Um. I have blur of head when when people are trying to in text form indicate something is being yelled and they repeat the wrong letter or the letter I think is the wrong letter to be repeating. I have so many opinions and feelings about it. It's real weird. But you don't you don't repeat. It's not based on the letter that would be yelled. It's based on what looks good textually. There's a different language that you're using for text. Like I love that. And then people will like repeat the E. Yeah. A whole bunch. That's. The, yeah, you're not. Yeah, this is because it's you're you're yelling it textually. You you pick a different letter than you would say it out loud. I don't get it. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> Fucking millennial. What is it? <laughs> I'm a digital native, and you're a digital visitor, or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, this entire thread was other people talking about. Um, so other people said, "quote if." Uh, if anything, it's a New England stereotype. Can tell who's native and not by whether they have iced or hot coffee. Uh, the uh, at one point in a conversation, OP said regarding RuPaul, they talked about RuPaul and coffee and stuff. Um, said I've never seen that show. LOL. So you know that helps put into context who this person is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, another person said, by that logic, Italy is gay. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Italian boys are hot. Noted. <laughs> um, another person said, "I suck dicks and drink hot coffee in the Los Angeles summer." 
Yeah. That, it's like counter counterculture. Yeah. Um, and someone else said, it's because iced coffee is closer to the temperature of our hearts. <laughs> uh, in a Vice.com article where someone talked about combating some uh, some of the most recent gay stereotypes, uh, this was by James Grieg in 2019. Uh, James said, quote, I refuse to accept that a drink which makes you shit yourself can be considered part of the gay culture. Great. <laughs> I'm, okay. Um, and... Uh, Oh, that was James's uh, gay bottom friend <laughs> was attributed that that quote was attributed to them. James said, "As a gay man with an only moderate iced coffee intake, I also find it annoying. It makes me want to chase a power walking gay down the street and smack the iced coffee from their smug, sophisticated hands. Why does it irritate me so much to be told I enjoy a frozen beverage when I don't particularly? Why do I crave recognition from these meme merchants? Because you're dead inside." cold or broken ice oh god i mean if if we had to criticize anyone who was broken inside gay and broken inside that'd be all of us also i think the phrase i have a moderate iced coffee obsession or not obsession intake moderate iced coffee intake that means you fall on addicted yeah (laughs) yeah i what i do want to talk about though is this seems like such an innocent stereotype that Mm. on its surface seems very harmless but people are having genuine negative reactions to it like that. I'm going to smack. I'm angry and going to smack the coffee off your out of your hands is like a pretty strong reaction to this. Yeah. And people do genuinely get annoyed at some of these stereotypes that they don't fit. So yeah. my question to you, Michael Johnson, yeah. is it good, bad or neutral for these stereotypes to exist? Oh, oh, oh. What was your, well, uh, what, what, why did, what journey did you just go on? I, I was thinking about the time that there was this boy that sat behind me on the bus to Redmond when I worked in Redmond and uh, beep that. Beep. Yeah. Um, and he was shaking the ice in the bottom of his empty iced coffee and I wanted to fucking murder him. <laughs> I was in a particularly foul mood. Noises on the bus, I think are ridiculous, but he's like kept shaking the ice and like it made so much noise oh, and God. I wanted him to die. And then the next day I took a separate, I t- there were two buses lined up at the same time. And the first one I saw him on it. So I took the next bus. <laughs> Do you think he was gay? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. There were other clues than the iced coffee, but oh. Like me hating him because I was closeted at the time. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like the opposite of gaydar. Yeah, it's yeah. Like hate dar or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think to the question that you actually asked, <laughs> I I think that not all stereotypes are created equal, and I, I I'm I'm not willing to make a blanket prohibition of stereotypes. I mean, like, nor can you because they will continue to exist. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I think, but I'll, I'll okay. So I'll say specifically this stereotype. If we just talk about iced coffee, is this stereotype good, bad, or neutral for the community? Neutral. But maybe that's my bias because I didn't even really know that it was one. Well, doesn't right? that like, make you feel like you're an outsider and um, kind of stupid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every day, <laughs> every single it's, day. It, yeah, it's, I mean, okay. Tell I'm sure there are plenty. Of, I feel like. 
our community is made up of people who like us don't always feel like they fit in or know the shit that like, and so I'm sure there are a lot of people that listen to us that didn't even know this was a stereotype and, and have genuine feelings about that. Like, how does that make you feel when you learn every gay person or a lot of gay people think this is a stereotype and you didn't know about it? Do you have any like genuine feelings about that? No. Do you have any genuine feelings? <laughs> Mike, how are you doing? I mean, I personally? definitely I definitely can't imagine like it seems it seems value neutral. Like even learning about it for this episode, learning that yeah, a lot of a lot of people and a lot of gays think that iced coffee is gay, but it's not one that comes up all the time like as a threat to take away your gay card yeah. or as, as like it, it just seems like a funny thing that just is and there's not a lot of like judgment behind it. Yeah. So that's why I think it's neutral. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Maybe it's just not important to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think mostly I, I agree. I think there are so many stereotypes that are so horrible. It is nice that I think the gay community will be creating more of their own stereotypes. And, and when they come from the, their, our own community versus some sh- shitty scientist in the seventies yeah. doing a bad study thinking we're pedophiles. Like, you know, this is, coming from our own community for whatever reason. So I, I think that's definitely a, a sign of progress. I do think, I don't, I don't know how, to what degree it has happened. I, I do still think there is a genuine risk of kind of what you were talking about, like it being almost weaponized against gay people that aren't in the loop on this or don't care mm, or whatever mm. that, that uh, I think a lot of stereotypes like, that we've talked about, like you don't li- watch RuPaul. How you don't listen to Patty Lapone? You've never, I don't know. Yeah, read the f- unedited version of Anne Frank because she gets super lesbian in there. Oh. <laughs> um, like or whatever thing you know you're supposed to have done. Oh no! What? Nothing. You broke me. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you not know that? Her, her dad when, uh, her dad who had it published? Who lived? Her dad, um took out the lesbian shit for mm-hmm. the edited version mm-hmm. for the you're welcome lesbians um yeah so whatever thing i think it has the possibility to be kind of used against or made uh, used against other gay people uh or, or make them feel bad or feel like they're not part of the community and i think that's the potential i think this this stereotype compared to others is much lower risk and much lower like you know rupaul there's like a whole like language and people and all this like iced coffee. You, if you don't know it, it's iced coffee. Now, you know, like there's yeah. not too much more depth to it. Yeah. So it's a little bit um, easier to learn about or, or you don't know and it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that says less about the stereotype and more about gay people in the, have I, can you tell I've thought about iced coffee a lot? Yeah. <laughs> more than anyone should. And more than anyone should. <laughs> true. Um, I drank a lot of hot coffee today. Interestingly. Um, I, I think it's less about the stereotype then and more about gay people who have been, we want, I guess maybe this is something I could go back and put on the list. Like we, because we felt excluded for so much of our lives, things like this that help bond us together that we know about. They're kind of like a secret that we know we like those things that give us knowledge or insight or make us feel connected. But then we also can use that against other gay people to make them feel excluded. And I think that's part of when you are excluded, you want to 
be in a position of power because you have have not been for so long mm. and make other people feel worse for themselves. Yeah. So I think I think it's less about the stereotype itself and more about how we as gay people have this difficult relationship balancing being powerless and trying to feel powerful. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. I wish that I wish that it weren't true, but I think it is. Yeah, it's 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 something that I don't know. I I, I I think I probably did this also when I, when I first came out or sometimes do when I like, I learn brand new information and I'm like, to uh, I turn on the next day. I'm like, you didn't know that? Like, you know, like yeah. just want people to think I'm smart for, you know, I, I think I do that too. And trying to be better at like everyone gets to know their own thing, do their own thing, like their own thing and be a little bit more except you Christian. Yeah. If you do that, you're kicked out. Yep. <laughs> Um, we sort of talked about our personal coffee lives. Oh, yeah. I've been drinking coffee you, for a long time. I was like a teenager. What do you drink? Hot coffee. And now because of keto with Splenda and whipping cream. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get used to that when I open your fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I, my very first coffee was a Frappuccino that I got because my girlfriend in high school, you would go to the mall and walk around the mall and there was a Starbucks outside the movie theater and my girlfriend encouraged me to get it. And that was the first time I actually had coffee in liked it enough to keep getting it wow you had a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> she had giant boobs yeah yeah my friends all joked that i before they knew like that i was into boobs because mm-hmm. the girls i did had big boobs you're not not into boobs that's true <laughs> um it was only a couple years ago that i started like have my own coffee machine at home mm. so in the past I, I think it was when i stopped having a job i was like you know what i should not spend this much money on coffee my uh boyfriend of uh, like a couple a couple boyfriends ago always got iced coffee mm. and that's like the first i kind of made the connection between gays and iced coffee it was him that was like five six years ago jay-z yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. great yeah but yeah i have a, i have a, I have hot coffee too I like iced coffee though. If I go to Starbucks, that's generally what I get. Yeah. It's a nice coffee. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You still do like the, I had to order coffee for you once and it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> we were going on a road trip or something and, and I offered to run in and I forget what you, did like, I get iced coffee? Yeah. Like a couple of pumps of something. Oh, well like it the, should come with, uh, okay. My, this is what I learned later. My boyfriend at the time was like, Oh, you're drinking that. Like, super sugary whatever i just get a nice coffee come to find out it has like six pumps of um sugar in it like a super sugary uh, uh yeah but it, that's what it what it should come with normally and uh, then i add some milk to it okay okay yeah here's a question while we're on the personal stuff great why do i have so many feelings about drinking instant decaf it's come up a couple of times recently like it's just it's a new thing in my life like since christmas ish yeah maybe thanksgiving okay i mean i just said that i'm like want to be down with whatever people want to do and whatever but like that's weird it's weird it's a little weird it's a little weird like so here's the question like why is it why is it weird because the the talk that i have with myself i can't believe like the, the amount of actual feelings and consternation that i have about this and it keeps fucking coming up so obviously there's something like yeah going on for me i legit feel like i should be ashamed and then talk myself out of that shame because i just, i like it i enjoy drinking yeah. coffee all day i like the flavor i like the having the warm beverage 
It gives me nothing but pleasure and hurts nobody. Why do I have like, why do I feel like I need to defend it? And I live alone. There's nobody fucking here saying goddamn (laughs) thing to me. I think you know why. Why? No, you tell me. Oh, God, Kyle. I have a therapist. I see her tomorrow. (laughs) Um, Part of it is that instant anything is low class. Yeah. That I think that's an association. I think that coffee culture is particularly bougie and out of control in the Pacific Northwest and Seattle in particular being the birthplace of Starbucks. And, and yeah, I I mean, I, that's enough. Like what what I said is a lot. I mean, like there's already judgment of people who get decaf because there are a group of people for whom decaf is like, why are you even bothering? And then instant is like, that's what you drink when you go camping. So it's like shitty and just, because you need something and when you're home you should have time to actually make coffee like why would you go for the the shitty thing when you could like make it yeah yeah um because you have the time and space and room and energy and i wonder if there that's part of it of like well why don't you make decaf coffee instead of using the instant one part of it is it's the the math doesn't work out at all but part of it is this thought that like I have an electric kettle and it can go from zero to boiling in like three minutes. And then I pour it and it's done. And I have this individual serving thing. If I make a whole pot of decaf, then is that's what you're, that's yeah. what you're, yeah. If I make a whole pot of decaf, which I have decaf beans and stuff, but then like I'm committing to a whole pot of it. <laughs> wow i didn't know we'd get into commitment <laughs> issues in this like that's a lot of decaf and then i feel compelled to drink it all so i'm not wasting it and like and but the thing that's funny is a lot of days i will have enough cups of instant decaf that it would have been a whole fucking pot of decaf if i just like admitted to myself that that's what i was going to do from the beginning but you don't have to sign up for an into- oh, wow do you have commitment issues i thought you had the opposite of commitment issues. i usually issues. have the opposite of commitment <laughs> issues maybe yeah I'm practicing with decaf, Kyle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Something I wrote down that isn't a full segment, but I just thought it was interesting. I um, There's a website called sixdegreesofwikipedia.com. Great. And it helps you find the connection between two pages. So I plugged in coffee and gay. Oh, wow. To find there's only one step away, and that's Sao Paulo. Of Brazil? Yeah. Because it's real gay. Real gay and Brazil, big producer of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Brazilian men are hot. I like coffee? Yeah. Or something? There's something there. Um, I, I wonder if there's any kind of connection between like Sao Paulo, yeah, like known for being gay. Apparently it's the biggest pride in the world. Hmm. And also a big exporter of coffee. Like, is there anything there? Gayish international tour. <laughs> Sao Paulo? We'll go to Sao Paulo. Oh my God, that would be so nice. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Drink all their coffee. Yeah, give me all the coffee so in my face. So much cream. <laughs> <laughs> Milk did not get voted for. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, do you feel less bad about your decaf? No, I'll continue to struggle with it and wonder why I'm broken. So it's oh, fine. Okay. Um, That's the most we fix things, I guess. (laughs) Um, Should we take a coffee break? Yeah, let's take a coffee break. Coffee break. Break. Double shot venti soy. (laughs) This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are you ready? Yeah. 
So are we back? We're back. <laughs> we're back. We drank our coffee. We're ready to go. Woo. Man. Man. <laughs> you thought I had to poop before. <laughs> that <laughs> Patreon segment, man. Okay. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on many social media at Gayish Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. LinkedIn. Our hotline. You can send us text messages. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. You can email us at gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. We have a Discord server, uh, and it's like, it's a lot. It's it's not for the faint of heart, and uh, but our Discord server has started another Discord server to teach each other foreign languages. Which ones? I'm gonna judge them based on which. Uh, this it's like right now. There's it. It's just it's so ridiculous. I will open this up so I can answer your question. Eh, I mean, I'm not that interested. Oh well, okay. I don't think there's Spanish yet. If you want to teach everybody Spanish oh, things. Uh, shit, how do you say teach? Never mind. I guess I can't. So long. Enseñales español si quieren. While you're looking that up, uh, uh, no, no, I'm here. You're here. English, Spanish, French, Russian, German, Italian, Hindi, and Sanskrit. Wow. Yeah, we are hashtag international. Well, yeah, I just, I just. I had I don't know about you. I just had no idea when we started this bitch four years ago that there would be anything even remotely close to what's happening. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's really cool in a f- weird way. It's surreal. Yeah. Yeah. And in uh, less touching news, we were on Queer Writers of Crime, a podcast where they talked to us about our podcast and um, some of our favorite books. Not some, just two. Um, so that just came out a couple days ago. So yeah. go check them out go and check, check out, out our are talking mouse. Yep, absolutely. And while you're doing shit that we're telling you to do, do the four R's: rate, review, rubscribe, and recommend. It legit helps a yeah. whole bunch. And man, lots of stuff that we're trying to get you to do. We also have our new merch up on the merch store. New uh, merch. We have, we have uh, the spell com shirt that fucking Dan made. We have have a nice gay, super cute uh shirts so that's gayish.com slash merch and you'll be redirected to our shopify store gayishpodcast.com slash merch yes yeah what did i say just you left off the podcast oh yeah we're not that we're basically not even a podcast anymore we're just we're just (laughs) just sellers of merch and (laughs) (laughs) discord providers or something (laughs) uh now do you want to do our gayest and straightest sure let's do our gayest and straightest i'll go first uh the gayest thing about me this week was i went and got my first covid shot Moderna Mm -hmm. and I was sitting in the 15 minute like waiting zone and Mm -hmm. then like my future ex-husband walked in he was fucking gorgeous just just jacked dude and uh he like had to take his shirt off to get his shot because he's like that's how hot dudes are like oh let me take everything off to show you all and then he sat in front of me I'm sure I was there for a half an hour not just 15 (laughs) minutes because I was staring at his back um you're like I am feeling a little weak in the knees for some reason (laughs) and then I felt extra gay because big fatty told basically the same story on his show about getting his second shot and getting uh fixated on on another patient I didn't find any hot uh, a homosexual did give me the shot so oh well that's something yeah Great. He poked you. And yeah. Poked, and I liked it. He poked you. Okay. Uh, and then the, the, the straightest thing about me this, this week 
I kind of have two. The first is that I wrapped your birthday gift in a banker's box. <laughs> <laughs> like the contents were super gay, but the outside was very straight. Yeah, yeah. But then also, and this was a little bit kind of serious. Uh, I've been hanging out on the apps and I was I was chatting with a guy on Scruff, just like a hey, hey kind of a thing. And then um, he asked me a couple of questions and I answered one of them and then got distracted and put it down. And it was like a couple of hours later, I came back to it and I opened it up and he was he was giving me this like, you didn't respond fast enough and you're a prick for not getting back to me. And like, it, but it was legit, like not days. It was like hours. Yeah, yeah. And I just, for a second, I'm like, Oh, this is what straight women go through. <laughs> like, like the whole thing was based on, it was my job to please him and do things on his time frame or like, yeah. It was it was very disrespectful, and I said so. I, I was oh like, you did. I said I do not owe you anything on your timeline. And sometimes people put the app down and they come back to it later, and you're being very rude and disrespectful. To which he responded, "Piss off." Yeah. So I blocked him. But <laughs> I, as soon as I knew that he had read it because he responded, then I yeah. was like, "Great, fine, fuck you, you you're done." Yeah. But like, dudes, nobody owes you anything. I mean, like, I get that we're worried about ghosting, but the flip side of that is, yeah, no one owes you a response. Just because you say hi three, four, 20 times does not mean I owe you a hello back. Like, yeah, I, yep. if we talk about hooking up, doesn't mean I have to hook up with you. Like, yeah. Yep. yep. Anyway, ta-da. Um, my uh, gayest is that I had a dream that I dyed my hair blonde. <gasps> It's already blonde. Well, like, like gay blonde, <laughs> like you know? platinum blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Khaleesi blonde. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Kyle! Move on. Later, we'll talk about. Okay, uh, uh, the Mother of Dragons from Game of Thrones. Oh, you didn't watch Game of Thrones except for like one episode, and it was hilarious. Oh yeah, I live tweeted the last episode, <laughs> and I was like, "This chair seems very important to people." <laughs> um, uh, the straightest is I fixed my sink. My sink in your bathroom. Been, yep, my it's sink been has fucked been fucked up forever for like kind of all of COVID, and I've just been ignoring the problem like a good gay person Way before COVID because it was fucked up when I was oh, there. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I finally I had to like close your ears if if these kinds of things gross you out. I had to like go underneath, un, like undo the pipes, like figure out how to do all that, and I had to. I got this like tool that like sends a little tube in to you get had to it. Fist it i had to fist it with this <laughs> sexy tool it smelled so bad it was i i am like i feel like i have a generally like pretty good constitution modifier <laughs> on myself but like if i but i that's a D reference all you non-nerds <laughs> i wanted to throw up and mm. i don't like that doesn't happen i was like it was disgusting but my sink works great i'm very proud of myself and now i know how to fix my sink awesome um a listeners i actually have a listeners this time i posted on twitter yeah twitter we wanted to get twitter involved yeah we tweeted some tweets at at gayish podcast we twatted and um (laughs) one of our friends uh gender reveal which is the podcast that i can't stop recommending i feel like i I i'm on reddit for our username i like recommend all that all the time anyway check out gender reveal it's way better than our show um but tuck woodstock uh sent me a message and said that their gayest was that they biked to their ex's house to meet their new cat and let them borrow a copy 
of detransition baby <laughs> which i think is some queer thing the in meeting your ex's cat like jesus christ um <laughs> and straightest is that they injected testosterone into their body isn't that straight it feels straight like i feel like cis men loving going on tea yeah. <laughs> yeah. being all into testosterone pretty straight yeah brah yeah brah <laughs> get those t-roids <laughs> yeah yeah well, it, it, n- n- Gender neutral language, except we can call them bra, I'm sure, because <laughs> of that T, baby. Uh, but thank you for everyone for writing in your gays and phrase. Yeah, we appreciate it. And we appreciate you. And we are happy. Um, and we appreciate the following people even more than you. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. I want to let one our, our supreme overlords. Our supreme, <laughs> supreme gap bridgers. <gasps> When one supreme dies, another. Um, uh, we have Patrick Martin. We have Anonymous, Christopher Farrell, Tipsy McStumbles, Thomas B, Chris Cacciatore, and Jerome York, and Cian and Javi. <laughs> I almost said Cian and Hazen, which is yes, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Cian and Javi. Well, that is it. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Gayish from the CNN Hobby Studio. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you, be decaffeinated. so great.